Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host the Lotus Talks, along with my co-podcaster Cameron Lynch and various members of our team from time to time. The Lotus Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go. Good morning. Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Today, on Monday Morning Coffee, we are going to be discussing e-banking and e-wallets in Vietnam. Cam, do you, uh, do you use an e-bank or an e-wallet? Yeah, I can tell you how many e-banks I use. I use one. But e-wallets? That's a, that's a lot more. I mean, what, what is the difference between an e-bank and an e-wallet? Well, an e-bank can handle all of your... It actually functions as a bank. A digital bank. Yeah, a digital bank. It's a, so you can do... You can deposit money. You can actually use it. You can t- withdraw money, which is one of the big features, which is rather different from... Withdraw money in Vietnam? Yeah. I thought you could only put money into the bank in Vietnam. You can actually get it out? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but e-wallets are a little bit more difficult, you know. You can... Uh, of course, you can, but there's a little bit more work. You know, I use... Um, I think it's Momo Pay, Mocha Pay for Grab. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I I put yeah, on Mocha, Mocha, right? For, yeah, for, yeah. When you get your Grab, you use Mocha. You can refill your <laughs> you can top Grab, it up. top up, yeah, refill whatever yeah, yeah. your uh, your your payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that's one of the main ones I use, but it works great, really. It, it really does. You know, I've had some cases where I didn't have enough money in my Mocha Pay. You know. Very uh, college uh, graduate <laughs> syndrome, um, and I, uh, the guy didn't, he didn't accept my money, and he just gave me the food for free, which is quite strange. He didn't he didn't. What is that? You that you're broke college student. You're working now. You didn't have enough money in your in your digital wallet mm-hmm. on Mocha. So what happened? He said nothing, and he just my payment didn't go through, and he just gave me the food and went away. Well, that speaks to the generosity of the Vietnamese people. I, I, maybe it is that. Maybe he didn't know that it wouldn't go through, and then oh. later he was very upset at me, but he did not come back, and I couldn't, you can't contact them after the period. But you know, I, I, know, I use Timo, right? This is my digital bank, and whenever I make a transaction, um, it goes bling, bling, bling on my phone, and on, my, on, my, on, my, on my watch. I get an instant notification so I know a transaction's been happening. And I mean, that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. When you're talking about like, that's almost like an omni-channel approach. I mean, okay, my email's going off. My uh, SMS is going off. Uh, my uh, Facebook is also messaging me. It's like amazing in some respects. Omni-channel. Approach to e-banking. Big governments right now. <laughs> e-banking, right? No, you're right, though. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really cool. It's instant. It, it just, I am always amazed at how fast the internet is. You know, I mean, you can send a text to my kids in the States, and literally, in, you know, the split second, they're, they're reading it. 
But that's one of the big issues here when it comes to penetration. I've been in some places in Vietnam where I have no internet None. for five hours. <laughs> so, I mean, how are you going to do mobile banking out there? All you have is your credit card, and good luck trying to get that. That's a good question. I mean, you know, the Vietnamese government just came out this last week and said that they want to become cashless by 2020. Now, listen to that. The Vietnamese government announced a policy decision aimed to dramatically decrease cash transactions and improve electronic payment methods by 2020. That's huge. I mean, 90% of this country runs in cash, doesn't it? It's something along those lines, yeah. I mean, if trying to get it to 10% of market transactions in supermarkets, market, and other shopping malls to 10% of the, the total transactions. Yeah, that was pretty fast. I didn't follow that, all of that. So anyway, yeah, to reduce the cash transactions to 10%, that would be huge. Totally cashless by 2020. There's a rise of e-banking and e-wallets in Vietnamese. I think about two-thirds of the population are online. 72% of the population owns smartphones because they never really have landlines here, right? They kind of went from nothing to mobile phones. Yeah. And that happens in a lot of places. They in a good time, yeah. I mean, Facebook and in some countries in Africa, they subsidize mobile phones so that you, you can only get one um, actual web app, which is Facebook, and that was their main source of internet access. So Yeah, but you can also make phone calls on Facebook, yeah. and you can do video calls on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. So which is a whole other amazing conversation, how integrated and vertically integrated that company is. But Yeah, yeah no, I mean, there's, it's a big growth. There are about 35 startups or platforms here in Vietnam uh, doing e-wallets or digital banking. There's a tremendous amount of investment coming online for e-banking. I know that all the banks really are getting digital. I mean, they're all trying to figure out what is their digital plan, right? How are they going to implement uh, changes to their bank, stay current, especially with you know the younger generation here that's growing and taking over. I mean, literally, that middle class, the younger generation is the most powerful in Vietnam. What, what is the figure? Like 35% of the population of millennials? Or I think it's like 42% or something. And then, yeah, and and then growing. Gen Z. Uh, well, you're one of them, right? Yeah, I am. I, I, I hate. I'm halfway between a millennial and a Gen Z. Well, what are you actually? Are you a millennial or are you a uh, uh, Technically, you a I would be a Gen Z. Z. But I was just on the cutoff a couple of yeah, So is Y millennial? A Y? Yeah, you could, yeah, that's another term, I guess. You could say they use it, but they use millennials like they say baby boomers. Right, they don't right, say right. Gen X. Right, right. Yeah. So you're, you're a Z. Mm, yeah, yeah. And the next generation is? Alpha. Alpha. They went in a completely different direction. Uh, alpha. <laughs> different alphabet. I mean, just starting over. A, Alpha, B, Bravo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. That's one. <laughs> I mean, most of the interesting part is uh, a lot of these banks, these digital banks, are started by larger banks. So, I mean, I feel like getting into that market would be very challenging for the players. I don't know. Do you think that's feasible? Well, I mean, to compete against the banks who are launching digital programs yeah. uh, as a startup, is that what you're Yeah, something along those lines. You know, I don't know. What's the regulation here on even being a finance company or being a bank? I mean, you have to be a Vietnamese company, right? Or can you be a FDI company here and be a bank? Well, certainly you can because the HSBC's yeah, here exactly. and and uh, Citibank's here, and so there's foreign companies here. Yeah, so you can be a foreign country or a company in this country. Yeah, I think the leader uh, of digital banks right now is Timo. Mm, yeah, I, I I do believe that as well. Timo. Now Timo was originally started by McKenzie and uh, in a partnership with Don Lamb at Vina Capital and. Uh, 
Well, you know, Justin was one of the guys that helped start that company. They got a hundred million USD off the bat, off, right off the bat, and like the first funding round, they got yeah, I think so. Crazy amounts of money. Was being capital, right? Now it was originally going to be Exxon Bank, who was going to be the back end of that, which is again what you're talking about. You need to have a big bank, um, but it ended up being VP Bank, right? So VP Bank really is the bank that the underwrites or backs Timo for the for the banking side of it. The digital side is all run by Timo themselves. So that's a joint venture partnership or strategic partnership in a way, right? Yeah. So um, what, what are some other ones? YOLO? Now YOLO is VP Bank's digital product that they came out with after Timo. Right? Yeah, yeah. Have you used YOLO? No, I've not used YOLO. Maybe, uh, well, I'm already locked in on Timo, but I, I would have to know the benefits of switching already. Because why, why would I change platforms when I'm already so used to it, right? Well, that's, that's a good point, right? And that's the point, I think, for a lot of marketers, a lot of businesses, is that you kind of want to get them early, get them young, and hold on to them, yeah. right? Loyalty. You YOLO, loyalty. I guess, you, uh, you, hey, I might as well try it. You only live once, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so that could be their branding. <laughs> That's funny. And then, so TP Bank, um, they have something called Live Bank. Um, then there's Zalapay, and there's Mocha Pay, and Vitel Pay on the e-wallet side. There's just a lot of growth going on here. So, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, you see all these other e-wallets trying to start up, and they've, you, they're trying to carve out a space for their own. You know, what you can do when you can't compete with a company of size, you can compete with a company based on, you know, added perks, benefits, right? Of course, Grab, you know, I generally don't pay for Grab food because I have so many Grab points that I just, oh, yes, $40,000 off. Oh, yes, redeem a promotion. Well, now you're talking about the, uh, the points that you get? Yeah, the, yeah. The membership exactly. points? It's membership points. I mean, that's another thing. Why would I switch when I have 200,000 points on Grab? I do not yeah. have that. That's a loyalty, right? That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's getting the, the loyalty and retention of your, of your current customer base. Well, so what are the advantages of using an e-bank or e-wallet? What are they for you? For me, it's ease of access. Probably, I don't like going to ATMs. speed. Yes, speed, ease of access. You, uh, I could be in my apartment and realize, oh, I have uh, no money on me, but I can just deposit some into my uh, Mocha Pay, and I can have my bubble tea or anything I would desire in a uh, short amount. You of know, time. one of the things I thought was pretty cool too was the. Um, I think Timo, there's no transaction fees. So if, if I want to go withdraw money. I can withdraw money and they don't charge me that dollar or that two dollars or that 50 cents and if I want to use it online to buy something from from uh, Lazada or Tiki or Shopee or one of the e-commerce sites, I don't get charged a fee for using the card. That's a big advantage. And that includes like international banks too, like Standard Charter, you, you get no withdrawal fee. You know, I, I don't know the applicability of using it outside of Vietnam. But that well, you can't use it outside of Vietnam. Yeah, that's one right. of the issues. Timo, so Timo and a lot of these cards are only able to use inside of Vietnam, right? Because they're they're Vietnamese. Yeah, uh, they're on the Vietnamese system. So that would be a, a disadvantage or a challenge for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, the government is supporting it. Uh, there's a regulatory sandbox that's being uh, developed for fintech companies that'll help the growth of it for sure. VNPT and Vitel, two of the country's major telecom providers, have also been given a green light to explore the deployment of mobile money, which can potentially be transferred between mobile users and even those without smartphones. So that would give more distribution capability to the country, which would be phenomenal. 
Some big challenges are Vietnamese population, about 96 million. There's only about 4 million authenticated e-wallet users today. It's a small amount, isn't it? Yeah. It's really getting out. I mean, I think it's like around 32% of the population that still lives outside of cities and outside of that environment. So I think penetrating that market is going to be a very difficult. Well, it's a long-tail challenge. But I mean, really inside the city where you have the concentration of well, millennials and Generation Z guys like yourself, you're going to be the fastest adapters, oh, yeah. or adopters, right? Adapting and adopting to it. I mean, I, I don't know about the applicability since I, I don't know, oh, in iPhone, do they use a completely different system? I mean, there's limited grab. In iPhone, you try to get a grab, it might take you like 10 minutes, or it might take you an hour, because there's no one working. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all these other urban sectors have completely different infrastructure hmm. in some cases. So, trying to work with that, how do you ensure that you're penetrating and really developing in those all the other major yeah I mean that's, that's, that's but that's always the infrastructure yeah. issue right yeah. you know to that point only half the population has access to bank accounts so if you think about 96 98 million and only half of them actually have bank accounts well then you know how many of them are gonna trust a digital bank right because they're scared of they're, they're scared of the risks of malware or or just not educated how to use a, a smartphone, but now you're doing your banking, and, and this is a country where people put money in walls, right? Yeah, put it under your mattress, it's fine. Well, not, but I heard stories where they literally would, you know, a brick wall, they would take bricks out, they would put the money in the walls, they would re-mortar it up. I mean, and apparently there's just a tremendous amount of the country that does that here. You know, of course, we all think about putting it on the mattress, but I think it's a big, it's a big part of the, the, the culture here. And that goes to trust also, right? So I think besides the technology vulnerabilities and risks, there's a cultural uh, transformation that has to happen and a lot of education for people at least my age or older. To, to adapt to this new technology and trusting banks and using digital transactions as opposed to, well, why wouldn't I just keep it in my safe at home? Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a uh, contrapositive, but like looking at my generation, I definitely see. I mean, one of my coworkers just went out today and got a Timo account. So it, it is. It is definitely growing up. How so, old is your coworker? Same age as me, twenty-three. Okay, twenty-three. So, but the millennials and Generation Zs, she is going to, yeah, of course, be much more apt to do that because you guys grew up on technology. Yeah, it's just I just see it growing too because uh, I'm basically an evangelist for Timo at this moment in time. That's how they should be working. I mean, that's how they're working by word of mouth. You know, that's the best type of marketing that you can possibly give. Absolutely. Having this positive of customer relationship yeah. and experience. Um, so, hanging out with my friend at a bar, I can just Timo them money if they have the issues, if they don't have cash on them, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think you could do that. I mean, certainly I'm sure with YOLO or, or the others, you can do sure. that. Zalo Pay. I mean, in China, they use a WeChat, right? Oh, yes. And I mean, they pay for everything on WeChat. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. They transfer money between each other, they pay for cabs, their drinks. It's probably the most sophisticated, most highly penetrated digital app in the world for payment is WeChat. And, you know, I think that's probably where we're going to get to everywhere. Um, 
how fast that happens here is like yet to be seen. So, I mean, interbanking uh, transactions. So, like, oh, I want to transfer my friend has a YOLO account and I have a Timo. How easily is that? Easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, then that's the goal, right? If, if it's that infrastructure is there, then perfect. Yeah, it's amazing if you transfer to just about anybody in any bank in Vietnam uh, and you put their bank account number in, um, their name really pops up instantly. It's uh, it's so fast, and that infrastructure is very very mature here. And I'm surprised. I mean, it is it, one of the most impressive things that, uh, about Vietnam. Um, that I have seen. So, well, listen, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Will Vietnam succeed in becoming cashless, or cashless by 2020 or 2021 is yet to be seen. But you know, since you brought up Timo, uh, and certainly I know Timo pretty well, uh, I'm going to do a Friday note on Timo this Friday, and we're going to do a little research and talk about Timo. I expect you're going to do a lot of research too. I'm on it. On the case. You're the biggest cheerleader I, now. I'm going to use it. <laughs> That's all for now. We'll see you Friday in Friday Notes. We'll have a quick talk about Timo, uh, one of the most prominent e-banks in Vietnam. And, well, we'll see what comes up between now and then. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for The Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature the Lotus blog and podcast. Until next time, the Lotus Talks. See you soon.